Hello, Hello and welcome to the Tony Awards. Tony within yet. The podcast where we go through the select filmography of underrated actresses. So today we're continuing our Juliette Lewis miniseries with Camping, which is a miniseries from 2018, uh, written and directed by Jenny Connor and Lena Dunham. Their Woo! final collaboration before they parted ways. Yeah. It's based on a British miniseries about a group of uh like adult like middle-aged couples that go on a weekend camping trip and it goes awry it does so i had never seen this before who's joining us on the pod today today joining <laughs> us i actually i know your first name but i don't know your last name oh guess keegan uh michael key <laughs> that's correct <laughs> keegan lynch everybody keegan lynch Hello, thank you. Thank you for having me. Big fan of the show. Yes. Friend. Yes. Fan of the pod. Friend now friend of the pod. Yeah. Wow. Uh so this was my first time watching this. Have had you guys seen it before? I had seen um Brandon watched it as a fan of uh Lena Dunham. Lena Dunham. As a Lena Dunham apologist. Yeah. (laughs) Um Brandon watched it when it came out. And the most important thing he told me about it was Jandis. Yeah. And I saw a best of Jandis reel on YouTube, uh-huh. I think. And I just was so sold. I mean, I think this is maybe the best hurt work she's ever done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yes. The, the dialogue she's, is unreal. She's definitely the MVP of the series, mm-hmm. like by far. Yeah. Next, It's like her and Bridget Everett are the two yeah. stars. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know Bridget Everett? Are you familiar with her? Um, she looks familiar. The blonde. Yeah, woman. Harry. Yes, of Harry. Mm. Yeah. Um, you know, kind of like Brandon. You know, I I watch, but now I'm no longer a fan of Lena Dunham. <laughs> Why? Well, I'm we kidding. We don't have to get into that. <laughs> you know, well, you I, did watch the show before. No, I'd, I'd oh. never seen the show, um, and I didn't realize that Lena was was at the helm until mm-hmm. actually. The credits rolled on the first episode, oh, wow. um, but I did suspect something when when I heard the name Nina Joy. I was like, <laughs> "That that sounds like a Lena Dunham." She has character. a way with names. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The um the the daughter being named Soul. Soul. Like oh, Soul and Jennifer Gor- Garner's Garner. son is named Orvis. Orvis. Yeah. It just always makes me think of on girls. Um, I think like Marnie has an aunt named Elodie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And there's like one time when Hannah's on the phone with her mom in grad school in girls. And she says, I'm hanging out with my friends, Ramjani, Nagasaki <laughs> and Cher. <laughs> That's beautiful. I, yeah. Um, I, I would say that I'm also a Lena Dunham apologist uh, to an extent. Yeah. Like artistically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Artistically for sure. Yeah. Like there's no way. Like, she is so overly uh, critiqued in so many ways. Mm -hmm. Like, she is validly critiqued in certain ways, but, like, to the extent that she is, is kind of hilarious to me. There was an article, I think, in Variety that came out a few weeks ago. Um, The author was, like, revisiting... It was Chris Murphy revisiting girls, and he said... He made the point that the male actors' careers have flourished Mm -hmm. ever since Girls Happened, and the girls of girls have not been up to very much. Adam Driver. 
Yeah, I mean, Adam yeah. Driver is like, I forget if he won or not, but he's like an Oscar nominee. Yeah, he's like in everything. He's Kylo Ren. <laughs> um, and there's no other men on that show. But, um, Andrew Rannells. Oh, yeah, and Andrew Rannells. I mean, Andrew Rannells was also kind of a star before He continues before to do gay things. He was on this uh, Showtime show for like three or four Black seasons. Monday. Yeah. Yeah. And then... Um, I love Showtime because they, they, they it's like one of these almost like money laundering networks mm. where they just pump out all of these shows that nobody watches. Right, but they still, I mean, sometimes they do. Yellow Jackets. Oh, yeah. Julia yeah. Lewis. Yellow Jackets is a huge hit. I watched but August Osage County on uh, Showtime today. Me too. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I remember watching the first season of Black Monday as it aired because I was Whoa. like, Andrew Rannells, Paul Shear. Don Cheadle. Um, Regina Hall, like such icons. And I was like, I've never heard of. I was like, wow, like I really like this show, but nobody's talking about it. I looked up the ratings. The ratings were bad. I was like, it's so sad that the show is going to get canceled. Didn't they cancel it on a cliffhanger? I don't know, but it ran for like four or five seasons. Showtime is the notorious. The ratings got worse and worse. It's the show canceler of our nightmares, too. Yeah. Canceled Tara. (laughs) Oh, that's right. I like the way that Tara ended. Though. I do too, but did you see United States of Tara, Keegan? I never did. I, it's something I've been hearing about and yeah. meaning to watch for years, yeah. but it'll take you like a day to watch it. Yeah. So, so getting good. into, I guess, kind of like the criticism of Lena Dunham. Oh yeah. This show has an iconic antihero in Jennifer Garner. Oh my god, horrible! Who, horrible, horrible person. Probably even more unlikable in every way than, like, the worst. Of Hannah. Of girl. Yeah. The worst girl. Well, who, we can get into who the worst girl is yeah. another time. Yeah, I mean, they're all horrible. It's I Marnie. mean, it's either Marnie or Hannah. Yeah. Um, Shoshana and Jessa did nothing wrong. No, no, no. I've also only seen season two of Girls, and it's I was on season. a weed brownie at the time. It's a good season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the cocaine episode. Mm-hmm. Lena Dunham is known for centering entire... Entire stories around a drug being used. I thought you were going to say centering entire shows around unlikable women. That too. Which and drugs are often involved. I agree with, and I think that Lena kind of showed her, like, I guess, sort of lack of self awareness with this series because I read this. I think Hollywood Reporter article that was like when Jennifer Garner's casting was announced, they released. Lena and Jenny, I'm referring with the first names because we're close, close friends, um, released a statement saying we're so glad that she's going to bring such depth and intelligence to this, like, well-rounded, like, complicated character. And Mm. in practice, Jennifer Gardner's character is kind of, like... There's maybe, like, a couple twinges of a moment that she's sympathetic (laughs) throughout the entire miniseries. When she talks about doing roller derby. And she's never (laughs) as sympathetic as she is hateable. And the fact that the show, the whole show, spoiler alert, ends on her (laughs) fully weeping is, like, a victorious moment for the viewer. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Yeah. It's like she, that bitch got what she deserved. (laughs) And... And then when criticisms of her character came out, Lena and Jenny were going like, no, people just hate complicated women. (laughs) That's the wrong approach. They they wrote the most annoying character of all time. She's legit like emotionally abusive to everybody she comes in contact with. And she's a terrible person. 
And she has this whole like redemption thing with Juliette Lewis's character where she's like, we're friends now. We're going to be friends. And then is right back to hating her like a second later. It was Teresa Judice vibes. Never lets Janice in Mm -mm. the way she should. Janice is complicated character. Jandis Rock. I would agree with that. Yeah, Jennifer Garner or or Catherine. Catherine. Uh, I thought oh, yeah. was was pretty pretty one note. Um, she was, but I, I think she really committed to it though. Like you could she tell did. she was trying really hard to make it like what it was. I mean, she did a great job of being like a very unlikable person. Um, but uh, yeah, as far as like the her being a complex character, like I would I would have to disagree with that. Yeah. Sorry, Lena. <laughs> Was Judd involved with any of this? No. Sorry, Judd. Who? Judd. Oh, Apatow? Yeah. I don't think so. Because he was involved with girls. Oh, mm. that's right. He, like, discovered Lena Dunham yeah. or something. Mood. Yeah. Um. <laughs> the mood. <laughs> I'm not a huge... I, I haven't really followed Jennifer Garner's career all that mm. closely. Neither um, have I. I know I, she was the mom in Love, Simon. Okay. And, like... <laughs> I feel like she's most known for. This is camping in love, Simon. I feel like the thing I remember her from is Juno. Mm, um, and I felt like it was kind of the same character. Yeah. Um, except I feel like every time I watch Juno, I sympathize with Jennifer Garner more and more. She's she's um, the adoptive mother, right? Yeah. Or she, yeah, she's adopting her. Juno's baby. And she's like married to Jason Bateman. Who's and who's creepy. Right. Uh, but with this, it's like, and, like, I love an antihero. I love a difficult-to-love woman. But with this, it's, like, with every single episode, I was like, Jennifer, like, I'm rooting for you, but you're making it so hard. I think it was, um, it could have been helped a little bit. I want to go on the record and say I actually really enjoyed watching the show. For the most part, I think a lot of it was really funny. Oh, yeah, I had fun. I had a lot of fun. Um, but I think a lot of the supporting casts could have been better not like they were good at acting but like better written too like yeah they were all unlikable yeah like the only likable characters were like the sister what's her name uh carlene, carlene. of course <laughs> carlene and jandis i loved carlene carlene was hilarious <laughs> too like um when she put on <laughs> when she's high at the end and she's putting lipstick all over her mouth going I am the ruler of the realm. <laughs> <laughs> like what? But yeah, I like Carlene. Should we talk about them? I don't know. Yeah, there were, we're talking yeah. about this entire series, so we have a lot to cover. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. Well, we haven't really talked about the men of the series. So, who is mm-hmm. everybody's favorite husband? It's David Tennant. Well, <sighs> no. I mean, <laughs> none of them are written particularly. What did we think of David Tennant's American accent? It was solid. Right? Yeah. I, I thought it was all right. Interesting casting choice. Yeah. Yeah. Very I've, weird. I love whenever he was in a shot with Bridget Everett. Mm-hmm. I just loved it. Like I think that was the best uh, episode was mm-hmm. when it's like two buddy uh, comedy road trip. Yeah. Arcs of him and Bridget Everett and then um, Jandis and Jennifer. Mm-hmm. Right, kind of was like kind of buddy cop, yeah. for for Walt and Harry there. Walt and Harry. Um, yeah. yeah, I I also enjoyed uh, George, Brett Brett Gilman. I oh I, oh, I like his work. Yeah, I like his work. Um, he I mean he also is kind of a little bit 
Seems to be a little bit of a one note. He's just kind well, of plays he kind of just role. plays that like smarmy kind of douchey guy. Just like which really is probably horrible. why he never cuts his hair. Right. Yeah, my thing is, like, why why are you putting two bald men with beards in mm. the same miniseries? It's confusing. Yeah, it's confusing. That's a good well, the other guy is married to Carlin. No, not married to Carlin. He's dating Carlin. Dating Carlin, right. who was his wife's hospice nurse, mm-hmm. and. I know him, we know him from playing a Nazi in Imperium, oh, the nice. Daniel Radcliffe movie. Okay, and that was with Tony. Yes. yes. Yeah, that was the uh, that was the FBI propaganda movie. So Brett Gelman in real life is married to the woman who plays Nina Joy. Oh, that's who is Jen. Do you know how to say her name? Nope. Janet, it's um, Janet, Janet, Janet. Janine. I would say Janisa. Oh, oh, it's in. Oh my God, it's in IPA. I can. I can oh, sound thank it God. Ja. Nick, Janixa. Oh, literally really? how it's spelled. Janixa Bravo. She wrote. I thought it Zola. was a. She wrote Zola. Wow. Yeah. I thought it was a Polish CZ. Mm. No, I did too. Which is to say it would be pronounced with Janixa. an S. Okay. Sorry, Janixa. Oh, her birthday is the day after mine. Wow, Pisces. Pisces. Wow, so they're, they're a real life <laughs> couple. No, they just got divorced. <gasps> they got divorced the same year this came out. Oh, oh fuck. Oh, no. That's bad. That's funny. Because in the show, they split up too. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. She wasn't very likable either. No. Like I wanted to root for her because she cheated on her husband and like he was being mean to her. It also <laughs> But it's also very clear that she is not an actress, in my mm. opinion. Okay. Yeah, I feel that. I kinda got that too. I didn't think it was a great Lena loves to hire people who are not actresses mm-hmm. and force them to That's why I'm one. trying to get her email address. Uh. <laughs> what? I want to be in Lena Dunham's you next picture. Picture? Picture. <laughs> oh wait, no, but I think you're right about that. Yeah, she's more of a writer. Yeah. Um, which that's also kind of awkward because that means, oh my gosh, like, I know you're not an actor, but you're black, so please be in my show. Genuinely, yeah. <laughs> but she was married to Brett Gelman, so I guess it's fine. I mean, she was she was solid. Yeah. Nobody was bad. I just felt like the characters were so unlikable that it was... I mean, I guess that's kind of the point, too. It's mm-hmm. like similar situation with girls where it's like, if you have everybody... Nobody is rootable for. Yeah. You kind of yeah. have to find, It's very HBO. Find it's your like own. like Succession. Suppose. Yeah. You have to find your own favorites and quirks that you like about a certain character. Barry. Have you, seen, have you guys seen Barry? I haven't yeah. seen the new season. Not the new one. The, the first episode of the new season is so fucking good. I like, I liked it, but I'm also like, as soon as I watched it all, I was like, I could be done. I don't understand you. I'm sorry. <laughs> it, it's the only thing that I've been able to think about all week. Okay. The season three premiere. I'll give you a I mean, I'll give you a chance. Um, yeah, I, I definitely want to get back on that. I, I really enjoyed I like the, the classes, the acting class scenes. Oh, yeah. Because they were very true to life. Mm-hmm. Those uh, were so funny. Um, I'm going to have to disagree with you about one thing, though. You said that no one was bad. Um, I thought that the actor that played Miguel was <gasps> just not good at all. Oh, interesting. Oh. Hot take. I mean, I don't think he really had strong material to go off of. I agree, but, yeah. but I also I felt like I was noticeably just like, oh, that, that was terrible delivery of that line <laughs> or like you yeah, know he had an accent so it was okay yeah 
I, maybe that helps. <laughs> it could have been worse, I guess. But I, I thought that he was kind of like distracting yeah. a little bit. And well, yeah, mm-hmm. this is C partner it was Juliet, so right. You know, so yeah. it's hard to measure. Yeah. Of course, he's gonna look like garbage compared to her. But I think mm-hmm. I like. I was watching this falling asleep last night, and I think I missed the part where they like broke up. Which it was fine because I, I just she's all of a sudden like I'm emotionally back on Tinder. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, um, I think that it's also very hard to sell his arc because there's mm-hmm. so much that happens before Off-screen. it begins, where it's like he 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 was slash is married to this woman Who and they were. Meet. Who we never meet and they were all like friends with each other and then he shows up with this new girlfriend and he's like a very very he seems right. like a very intense person and it's hard to buy i mean since we never meet her i guess it's kind of the missing link of like who possibly would want to ever hang out with jennifer garner yeah because like yeah someone has to there's no way she's like this delusional mm-hmm. about people wanting to be around her like i wouldn't know why you yeah, I and when they meet when they meet Busy Phillips and Hari Neff, who are happen oh, to be camping like next is. door, mm-hmm. and Nicole Richie, and Nicole Richie, Nicole Don't Richie, yeah. I didn't. I, I yeah, she is. She disappears into the role. Oh my god! <laughs> I was like, I, I was like, fuck. Who's that woman that I do not recognize? That's Nicole Richie. Wow! Wow! Um, that's that's great. That girl was me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But when Nina Joy runs into them, they're all like, oh, we fucking hate Jennifer Garner. She's so annoying. She's so cruel. And then Jennifer <laughs> Garner shows up and she's on Adderall. She's on so many drugs. Right. And she's like dancing around yeah. and like her abusing whole, her sister. Her whole shtick is that she has a pelvic floor problem. Yeah. From her hysterectomy. She's like fake chronically ill. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. Like when she, um, when they're like playing, what are they playing? Like football? Mm-hmm. And then Jandis kind of bumps into Orvis, yeah. the child. Right. And then she immediately thinks he's concussed and they take him to the hospital and like she starts to hook herself up to wires. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was really funny. Yeah. I like the the part I liked most about about Catherine was like her kind of talking about her pain and how like no one could understand. I thought that was kind of that felt real and that was like the only that felt real, like that kind of person that is just like you guys would never understand this kind of pain that I go through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, everything else was yeah, just. Uh. It's the thing that delights me about Lena Dunham is that she said that she based Jennifer Gardner's character's um, chronic pain illness on her own experience. Oh, no. Which is so funny because it comes across as the most fake, most annoying bullshit of all time. I mean, you know Lena Dunham has uttered the phrase, my pelvic floor. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah absolutely. She had a hysterectomy, actually. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. Yeah, she, and then... She Instagrammed about it. A bunch of people with endometriosis were, like, mad about it on Twitter because they were like, hysterectomy is not a normal treatment for endometriosis. <laughs> this is going to hurt endometriosis awareness. What was she... Maybe she wanted to get one. And it's like, well, why is your biggest problem regarding endometriosis Lena how strangers Dunham. feel about it? <laughs> like... I was sad when she broke up with Jack Antonoff. I mean, God, I wish I knew who that was. What? He's Is he a music producer? Yeah. Okay. He's the one who produces Taylor Swift, Lord, Lana. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, St. Vincent. Mm. Um, 
who else? All the, all the girls. All the iconic lesbians of the music industry. <laughs> I have a theory that he and Lord had like a little fling. Because mm. Lena and Lord don't talk anymore. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. That's, that's I'm looking. <laughs> also, Taylor doesn't talk to Lord anymore. I'm just saying. Oh. I'm just wow. saying. Could be. Could be. I mean, I, I'm on Team Lord, but. Yeah, of course. Yeah. You've done a little it, detective work here. This show should have been. Lord should have been in this show. She's in Camping Season 2. She plays Janice's daughter. Mm-hmm. Who inexplicably mm-hmm. had... No, she plays Krausia. Oh, my God. <laughs> who turns out to be real. Oh, my God. Can we talk about Krausia? Yes. Uh, we don't go in any order, by the way. You probably know, as a, as a yeah, listener. I, I, I do. Um, I, I thought it was weird, because I actually also have a sister named Krausia. Right. So Who is sitting over there? Right, yeah. <laughs> Hi, Krausia. Hey. <laughs> Weirdly, she has three eyes. She has three <laughs> eyes instead of one. Mm-hmm. Um, so and Keegan is blind. Right. Yes. Jandis <laughs> brings up her sister in, order, in a way to relate to Jennifer, Jennifer Garner. Garner and Carlene. Mm-hmm. Um, and her name, which I was watching with subtitles, so it was spelled the same every time. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. But did, did I spell it right in my no, text? No, unfortunately. But it was pronounced differently every right. time. Like it was yeah. Croja, Crazia, Crossia, Kraja. And then I was like, that's a funny gag. Yeah. And then she just goes, I made up Crossia. She's not real. And then... For, Jen- and this is also for no reason. Yeah, and Jennifer Garner is like, you're a liar, you're, you're, you're lying. And Julia goes, no, I just say what I feel. And in that moment, I felt like I had a sister. And then later on, Jennifer Garner accuses her again of lying. And Juliet Lewis goes, okay, so I actually lied to you and then told you the truth two hours later, which means I'm rigorously honest. <laughs> Oh my god. Every line, every single line that Jandis had was such a banger. It was so hard to keep track. Like, And I, she she was like doing horrible things, but was so likable despite it so all. So funny. What about when she, one of the episodes ends on her like scream laughing like maniacally mm-hmm. at the campfire and Jennifer Garner looking horrified. Yeah, yeah. I love that ending. Yeah. Wait, did did someone please tell me someone wrote down all her careers? No, oh, but I'm gonna I, go on the IMDb real quick. In one episode, she says that she wants to change what it means to be a notary. Break the mold. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. you're a notary. I'm a notary. Oh, she really? Sam's a notary. I, I was not. forced to get my notary license when I started working at a law firm. I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah, they uh, <laughs> they said that they would give me a like a. A two hundred dollar bonus, and then it got taxed, and I was like, "This doesn't count." Right. Keegan, are you a notary? I'm not. No, I'm. I'm in the process of applying. Actually, so why? Do you... I think that if you're a lawyer, you can just say like, "I'm a lawyer," and get a notary stamp, right? Yeah, you don't have to take the test, but you yeah. still have to like, you know, do the whole application. I have a question. Um, what does a notary do? Uh, basically it's somebody who, when you're supposed to sign a document where it's like very important that it's verified that it's you who's signing it. Okay. Um, the person signing the document shows a form of ID to the notary and then signs the document and then the notary stamps it and says, I was Uh, here. I saw this person sign. Cool. Yeah. 
And why does a lawyer have to know be a notary? Well, in my job, we my clients often have to verify like pleadings or you know various legal documents that we submit to court. So pretty much yeah. anything that yeah. gets submitted to court the Discovery. has to be verified. Yeah, Discovery. there's just a ton of <laughs> legal be. documents. Exhibit A. <laughs> Wait, I, I can't find quotes on IMDb, but the, the one review of camping is boring. <laughs> Three out of ten. Didn't find it funny at all. The characters are annoying. That's I kind of think that I would have liked it more if I watched it week to week. Because I mm. I really procrastinated hard for this um, and had to watch it like two hours at a time. Right. And that, and that was just a I mean, lot it, to deal with. It was It went by pretty quickly. Right? Maybe no. for you. <laughs> there were well, a couple times that I was like, I'm on the last episode, and then I was on episode seven. Okay, yeah, there did not need to be any eight episodes. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if you're sleeping during the episodes, like you said you were, it's probably <laughs> not No, I didn't. I was, <laughs> I was watching at 2 a.m., and then I might have missed the tail end of episode five. Okay, and to answer your question, I don't think there was ever, like, an official real breakup between them. It was more just kind of like... Oh, Miguel a, and Janice. A vibe shift. Yeah. Well, like, because he wanted... He bought her the ring, right. the tourmaline ring. In order to basically make up for soiling the... Oh, my God. And they were fucking in the antique mm-hmm. shop. Right. That was hilarious. That, yeah. That they were good. screaming. Yeah. Having sex with these old people shopping. Oh, my God. I did think he was going to hook up with the, the owner. Me, too. Which, I guess, the energy was... I guess there was implied yeah. gay energy. With and then later on... Then later, Jandis forces him to give... <laughs> A blowjob to yeah. um, Joe. She, uh, Joe, yeah. Which is not even she talked about no. after the fact. She now. rapes no. them both by proxy. Right. Yeah. Oh, it's like how so hot of you guys. What does she call it? Um, a little bee. Just went to town yeah. on each other. And she's like eating yeah. chips. Jennifer Garner has Munchausen's by proxy, mm. and Jandis is a rapist by proxy. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> well, we love her. We love her. They bond her. over their proxies. Um. Okay, I can't find the quotes, but well, there's one. Party of nine, eight adults, one kid at the Groupon rate. Yeah. Catherine McSorley Jodell. I wrote down some Jando's quotes. I wrote, "You have to try belly dancing. It is the only palatable form of exercise." <laughs> <laughs> I also. Lena Dunham is so good at writing, like, extremely toxic uh, relationship fights. Because in episode five, Nina Joy and her husband get into it. And every single thing that she says, he turns around and, like, transforms it into the worst possible version of what she has said. Yes. Like, she's like, you know, Braylon's mom died. Braylon is the guy that she cheated on her Mm -hmm. husband with. She's like, Braylon's mom died. I'm... I was going to get lunch with him to comfort him about it, but then I decided not to, to save our marriage. And he goes, oh, so you decided to only break my heart a little bit. It's like, <laughs> come on, dude. It was crazy. Um, sorry, I got distracted just thinking about Jandice. Jandice is <laughs> so great. Um, what do you think about the depiction of how nobody cares that this guy who's been to rehab three times is, like, just drinking. Oh, yeah. In front of them. Well, that was 
when Jandis gives him oxy mm. in the second episode, I was like, oh, That's Jennifer Garner was right about her. Like, she's a terrorist. She's a terrorist, but I I think she's... um. I realized on my way over here that this 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 whole show is kind of like an adaptation of A Mitzvah Night's Dream. Uh, and Janice's I haven't puck. read it uh, since I was so much younger. Jandice is Puck, okay. and everyone else is fighting. Cool. <laughs> so that's what I got from it. I, I think everyone's lack of reaction to that is probably like a little microcosm of, you know... The fact that no one in the show has any humanity whatsoever, sure. and they're like basically automatons that are ooh, big word. <laughs> like these aren't humans on screen, aside from Jandis, of course. Jandis is the most human yeah. character I've seen in quite a while. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but I, that was—I mean—that was like my biggest gripe with the show. I was just kind of like, "What am I watching?" This like on like it seems so fake because there was there was no humanity there was but nothing was like real about it yeah i don't know and i get that it's supposed to be kind of a satire and like exaggerated but like right it's like she didn't, they didn't, it was a satire but of like not really anything right because mm-hmm. it didn't have to be in the woods if you think about it everything yeah. that happened had nothing to do with the fact that they were camping right. yeah what did the woods add Mm-hmm. Mystique. My yeah. ability for curling to get lost. Although I did enjoy the one time they like left the woods to go to town. Mm-hmm. It was like my favorite part because I'm like, oh, first of all, I just don't like the woods that much. Yeah, I don't like it. But I like when it's implied, like on a show. Like first of all, I'm like, how long is this trip? Yeah. Like I like when it's implied that they just have limitless resources and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like in there in a confined space, like there's no way they have all that shit, and like party decorations, limitless alcohol, like I don't know. I guess people in like not New York are able to store a lot of stuff in their cars. Yeah, that's true. You know? Cars are <laughs> so cars amazing. are big. Cars are big. Yeah. Yeah. That's the takeaway from today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I did, I, when it comes to sympathetic moments for Jennifer Garner, I did kind of like the moment where she tells Nina Joy that she only told on her for her affair because she was jealous that she was getting fucked. Mm-hmm. And then she turns it right back around like a minute later when she's dancing with her husband and they're having like such a nice moment mm-hmm. and she's like, I don't want to fuck you. <laughs> he's and like, he's like, go fuck yourself and leaves. I was like, yeah, I did enjoy what a the horrible person. MDMA stupor they were all in for a, quite a long time. It seemed like, yeah. Um, I don't know if any of you guys have experience with that, but I do not. Did you not take Molly with mm-hmm. me no, in sophomore I year? Didn't. Wow. No, it was, was me and, Brandon. We diverged that Right. Night. Oh, I feel like You went yeah. to Brooklyn. That's right. Stayed. Yeah. Yeah, that, you know, I have, <laughs> I guess, a couple experiences, but that, I don't know if I've experienced it in the same way. Normally, I just feel like, like, my legs feel really strong. Like, I feel like <laughs> I can jump really high. Um, You're not crawling across the ground. No, and... not crawling. I'm not really, like going into deep conversations. Actually, I did like write a few messages in my apartment in pencil on people's like hidden in people's uh, door (laughs) jam area. 
So, I don't know. Maybe that's somewhat relatable to the show. But I, My theory is that Lena Dunham has never taken any drug ever. Yeah. That, that, that might be right. <laughs> yeah, and she should. I think Definitely. she's sober. I think she would really she's benefit from like a strong dose of Lexapro. She's probably on that. Yeah. Right. Oh, my God. Um... <clears throat> Oh, I love that Jennifer Gardner has done heroin before. Yes. Yeah, that was they I only that started was it. Yeah, I, I only started it. That was just like what? And Janice has every single drug mm-hmm. known to man, like in her bag. And like, yeah. the little crown royal pouch. Yeah. And that's the friend you want at a party. That's true. Sure. The friend who makes and sells her own nut cheeses. Mm-hmm. And I'm a notary. And I'm a notary. <laughs> Well, okay, so that notary joke that I think happened at the beginning of one of the episodes, uh, and it's like yeah. kind of in the background, like that was one of the few moments where I was like, okay, this is like a subtle joke that's not like thrown in your face. Like, I like I, that joke worked. Chekhov's notary. But there was no yeah. other subtlety, I felt like, in the characters or yeah. in the, the humor, really. So they got that one right in my book. It's yeah, like the notary in my head right now. It's the notary. <laughs> yeah, I oh, what I also really liked the what was she saying when they were walking together? Janice tells Jennifer Garner like, um, "What's the one? What's your one like guilty pleasure you would always want?" And she just goes, "Raisins." Yeah. <laughs> I love raisins, and she's just like so. <laughs> that kind of humor is so strange. Yeah. <clears throat> <sighs> Let's talk about Harry. Harry's great. Harry and her wife, Harry um, Nan. wants a baby so bad, and her <laughs> wife, Nan, does not. Um, I love how, like, complete Nan has no emo- shows no emotion at all, and Harry's yeah. just, like, talking about her, like... She's a wet way. blanket. She's, she's firecracker. She sucks. You don't like Nan? I'm glad that she left Harry, and that now Harry is going to... Spiral with Juliet Lewis. How about the Power Bar t-shirt? So sick. (laughs) I want that t-shirt. Oh my god. (laughs) So the show ends with Jandis literally... um, U-hauling with Harry. U-hauling with Harry after by proxy assaulting the two two men and fucking David Tennant. Mm -hmm. For like two seconds. Mm -hmm. He comes in her immediately. Three successive scenes. Wow. Like, like in those scenes all happen in a row and she just like casually moves throughout all of them. <laughs> How is this happening? She's incredible. Yeah. And, and then ends up with Harry, yeah. I also um Harry like, falls I'm... through the roof at that scene. But... Oh right. Oh I knew that yeah. was coming back, you know, when she yeah. when she mentioned the the weak roof. You know, you had to know that was gonna If only it had just killed every character. <laughs> yeah. That would have been great. Would have been better. Yeah. Um Here's a question for you. Was I don't know how to ask this. Was was Harry was Harry's character a lesbian? Like, almost a little bit transphobic. <gasps> Harry's when? character? Because I felt like they were I don't know. I and I, I don't know the answer to this. I don't I don't Wait, have an opinion. Harry's character? Because they Oh, the they character come, itself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I thought you meant like <laughs> there's Harry was walking around being dressed. No, 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 no. Like, <laughs> no, like, basically presenting it kind of as a joke that she was 
like a presenting woman. as a man, like and with, uh, without like acknowledging the fact that she was a woman. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think she did, she mentioned wanting to be a mother though. Okay, so I feel like yeah, there is <clears throat> that that sort of thing where Nan goes Harry, and then they think that a man oh, yeah. is coming out, and then it's Bridget Everett. Um, who is a bit more... Bridget Everett is a straight woman. She's straight? Yes. What the fuck? But I am allowing her... I think she's allowed to play queer roles. (laughs) Yeah. I mean... She's also so fucking funny. What was the movie she she was in with Tony? Oh, Fun Mom Dinner. Fun Mom Dinner. She was so good at it. That's the name of a movie. And it's terrible. I'm gonna check that. I think I actually... I listened to that podcast. Oh, yeah. You guys, yeah. <laughs> Fun Mom Dinner, yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. It's a good cast. Molly Shannon, right? It's a good or cast. No. I think Molly Shannon is in it. Okay, yeah. I mean, I certainly wasn't, I wasn't offended by it. I just, I've got the feeling that, like, four years later, like, maybe that would be done with a little bit more subtlety yeah, or, like, yeah. recognition. Yeah. I wish that. was already... I, we're already dating ourselves. Yeah, yeah, I wish that Lena Dunham was still making things that people watched. I want to see her tackle <laughs> the non-binary problem. Oh, no, <laughs> this is joke on girls. What problem? <laughs> <laughs> There's this joke on girls where they're like at like it's like in the last season I think, and it's like a women, like a woman in business like seminar or something that Shoshana's at, and like these two girls in charge are like as. As far as to the question, like talking to the room mm-hmm. about like are trans women women, the answer is we don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's like hilarious, but also so fucked up. But like yeah. that's the that's the humor of of our goddess Lena Dunham, mm-hmm. Stanley. Yeah, Dunham. I read um, in that Variety article that I was talking about before. Um, the, the person who wrote it is a black guy. Uh-huh. And he said something to the effect in the article of like, you know, it was a show that takes place in New York City and yet it's so centered on whiteness and people were asking Lena Dunham to write a black character into the series and then she did and people said, actually, please just write about white people. Thank right. you. <laughs> well, because they made Childish Gambino a Republican mm-hmm. and, one, and like broke up with him and there was never another black guy. Yeah, yeah. Greta Lee was in it though. Oh, she played Sujin. Uh, God, who wait. was Booth Jonathan's? Um, oh, uh, right. yeah. Uh, okay. Assistant, Marnie's like rival. I did not know until like a year ago that Booth Jonathan is played by one of the guys from The Lonely Island. Yes, yeah. yes. Played yes. by, in my opinion, the hottest Lonely Island His guy. His name is something weird, like Yorma Tacone. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> right. Hiroshima Chibola. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Um, Yorma. Yeah. Okay. Spelled with a J. Yeah. No, um, I think the thing with but, that critique is very valid. And like, I think everything should be like a show with an only white cast today is just not a succession. But uh, yeah. <laughs> it is not like. But it's also kind of like watching Succession and being like, oh, why aren't there more working class characters? And right, it's like right. because they're not allowed in the company. Well, yeah. And yeah. so then there's like. But and it's a commentary it's like, on wealth. There's so much TV nowadays that it's like there's a spot for everyone more so yeah. than there was when girls yeah. came out. But at the same time, I'm like, I need New Yorkers who criticize any of them millennial new yorkers who do that to just be aware of themselves and look around and see and count mm. how many people they interact with who 
are not their same skin color because I know that a lot of people have very non-diverse yeah. friend groups. Yeah, I'm just yeah. Saying. Before you talk about representation on a TV show, yeah, worry there's about more important things like do you open yourself up to that? Yeah. Which yeah. is, you know, not, and it's not also, fault, but it's like these girls, these characters literally like would not have a black friend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> not yeah. for like on purpose. I but, also, like, I feel like I might be giving Lena Dunham a little bit too much credit when I say that the show is a commentary on whiteness <laughs> because well, it, it became one. I think that, I think that people read a lot of things into girls and into Lena Dunham's work that some of it points to the show being very good. And some of it points to the show being very bad and neither of them, I think, are things that she intentionally. But isn't did. that why it's so good, though? Because things happen with, th- with, regardless of the creators. Uh... I think that there's a real value to a messy showrunner. Mm-hmm. I mean, look at Ryan Murphy. Think about that guy's a fucking idiot. Smash. But he's created some of the best television of our lives. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Glee's a little too messy at times. But it's not. When I say that Glee is good, I'm talking about season one. Season two is better. Wow. Yeah, I said it. <laughs> I, I never made it to season two. Um, you recommended oh, I did. that I watch Glee. And I did before I rewatched it. Following mm. following your recommendation of High School Musical, <laughs> which mm. was a smash. Smash hit, success. Um, yeah. I, I loved all three. <laughs> so I was like, Glee? All right. Yeah, let's do it. But I mean, I also did know like about Glee. Um, so like I knew it was probably horrible and I think I've watched probably seven episodes and you didn't even get wow. to, to read. I couldn't, I couldn't watch any more than that. Like, <laughs> I really tried. I tried my hardest. Okay. Well, I think for me, it's like you like, think that's the best part of Glee, but I think I find them, I find the second season is where it kind of finds its tone. Yeah. More. Which make, which is true for a lot of shows. And I just don't like it when they focus on the adults. There's too much of that in the first season. Mm, yeah. Except Terry Schuster's iconic. Terry. So good. But you didn't even get to meet Darren Chris. No. Or Santana and Brittany as characters. Wow. No. What is Brittany's talk show um, that she does with like oh her stuffed God. animals? I have no idea. <laughs> I have you, no idea. You know idea. what I'm talking about? Yes, but I have but I truly know that I will not know what it's called. Glee is not on any streaming service right now, and that is a crime against humanity. It's really bad. Where is it going to go? Can we just have it back, please? Truly. Um, we almost did a Glee podcast, Kagan. Well, I remember that was on the table. Yeah, and then I said no, because one of the cast members is a pedophile. Yeah, but three people were dead. <laughs> Does it change history? Yeah. Yeah, what a problematic... Like, there's... That whole production seems like haunted mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um well i guess you've done a few episodes we did do some oh yeah we did some of it. yeah yeah i, I definitely listened to a, a glee episode <laughs> how was it it was great i loved that one let's go back and do idea that again we'll just watch the same stuff <laughs> okay i really think that we watched all of the adina properties worth watching when we we <sighs> I watched Frozen 2 for you, Jake. Mm, okay, wow. a lot of people prefer Frozen 2 to, for, for, to Frozen 1. And those people are morons. I agree. <laughs> Which one do you like better? You know, I haven't I haven't seen 2 because I've never made it all the way through 1. Yep. And so... Yeah, yeah not a very good movie. Get out of here. Joey. 
Remove this woman. <laughs> Truly, genuinely, genuinely, some of the ugliest animation what I've are you ever seen. About? Are you racist against Scandinavians? Yes. <laughs> no. Um. Literally, it's so beautiful. No, the Let it go, the scene of Let It Go is the best animated sequence since the Circle of Life. Wow. Right. That's that's bold. Certainly, mm-hmm. an opinion that <laughs> you're allowed to have. Correct opinion because this is America. Because I live in America, and Let It Go is so good. No, and Frozen is so good, and I saw it. The year we met. That is true. And you kept telling me. You to, needed to see it. You told me that I needed to watch it because I have sisters. And you finally did. Yeah. Did your sisters watch it? I don't know. I haven't asked them about it. <sighs> I'm going to force you to sit down in a room and watch Frozen with your sisters. <laughs> I'm going to sit you down in a room with all of your college friends and make you watch camping again. Ooh. I like camping. I might rewatch it. Wow. Tonight. The whole series. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I I enjoyed watching it, but I can confidently say that I will never watch it again. Oh, I mean I'll watch the Janda's highlight reel. Oh for yeah. Sure. I'd be down with that. I felt I felt like it was very bad. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I just you guys have all these opinions that you're hurting me. Like, it's one of those no. things like, yeah, I was like, I'm having a good time, but I was like and I thought, I kind of felt like more stuff was going to come together in the end. I didn't really feel like a sense of resolution yeah. when it ended. I kind of, I kind of like when things don't really end. Mm-hmm. Like when they just kind of, a bunch of shit happens. Yeah. That was kind of, kind of preordained, but not really. And then like, it just kind of is over. Yeah. But yeah, I didn't really see why he had to fuck Jandis. I, I I was like, I thought he was I'm going to give it to him. I thought he was going to do it with Carlene. I really, yeah. No, I think that they should get together because they're both such lovely people. Small beans, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, he, I guess he had to fuck Jandis because, you know, obviously he wasn't getting laid, period. And so I think that the whole, his whole arc was like basically him like reaching his limit and being yeah. like, I have like, Buried all these emotions so deep that now I'm gonna explode. Mm-hmm. Why weren't they? So, why didn't she want to have sex with him? Uh, she had a hysterectomy, and her body had been all fucked up ever since. But also, I think that she just wasn't really attracted to him, and she was like blaming it on her illness. Imagine not when... being attracted to David Tennant. I know. I know. All those Tumblr girls. Somebody never watched Doctor Who. I know. I think she more just like got off on being withholding, and yeah, like, and cucking. She's right. um she she's a Lucille Bluth type character. Exactly. She gets <laughs> off on being withholding. I really <laughs> me getting off. <laughs> <laughs> I really thought they were all gonna have an orgy. Me too. Which is what I thought they were all going to like fuck each other. Soul said, "Yeah." To. Okay, that storyline. That storyline was two, cute. Two small, innocent lesbians. Just meet. two gay teens telling each other they're not gay. And then making out in a hovering tent. In like a levitating tent, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. They should Again, have had I thought it didn't work because it just felt like it was jammed in there for the point of being like, yeah. okay, look at this cute little story. And it's yeah. just like, 
All right, but we could have we could have done without either child character. Yeah, they. We could have done without the puke as well. What puke? When a uh, soul goes into the bathroom at the grocery oh, store yeah. and is puking, and then the girl sees her, and she's like, oh, right, "Every right. time I see you, you're in the middle of a pukeathon." <laughs> I know you don't like puke. I hate it. Does it make you puke? Unpopular opinion: vomit is not my favorite. Of the Bali, uh, what's it called? Um, Effusion? Functions. Expulsions. Bodily expulsions ranked by by Miss Mojo. (laughs) (laughs) Hi, everybody, and welcome to Miss Mojo. This week, sometimes. It's so funny. Have you ever seen a Miss Mojo video, Keegan? No. This this week, we're talking about the top 10 shadiest things Logan Roy said on Mm -hmm. Succession, episode 3. It's literally like a voice. Uh, it's okay. so funny. A robotic, weird voice. I think I have listening just... pop culture. Yeah. Uh, my friend Brock has a Twitter account that's called Miss Mojo Band, which is like oh my God, ideas. Chris Eifler is named official Miss Mojo on Instagram. Amazing. Yeah. Uh, but it's tweets that are just like rejected Miss Mojo premises. <laughs> oh my God. Um, like what? And one of them is like. Uh, one of them is like top 10 straight people, top 10 people. <laughs> Keegan's number one. Top oh, 10. Uh, top 10 countries that would benefit from a civil war. Oh my God. Top us. 10 celebrities we wish were me too. Uh, top 10 people who would have thrown the first brick at Stonewall had they been there. Top 10 moments in Macaulay Culkin's childhood when someone should have intervened. Top 10 drone strikes. <laughs> Top 10 times Bolsonaro tested positive for COVID-19. Oh That's good. Um, top 10 movie scenes where someone is talking about another character and that character walks in and overhears unbeknownst to the person speaking. Top 10 skinniest world leaders. Skinniest? Oh, Mariah Carey's number one, right? Of course. Oh, wait, one second. Ooh. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta call attention to it. <laughs> yeah. Top ten um, episodes of camping. There are eight. There's eight. <laughs> Imagine if there was ten, though. Oh, my God. I thought there was four. I would have been... Uh, four would have been a movie. It would have been two hours in, in its listen, entirety. There is no TV nowadays... They're like, this is a full series, and it's like three episodes. And yeah. then they're like, this is a full series. Meanwhile, Law & Order has still has 20 yeah. per season. Like, what are they doing? Yeah. Did you watch, did either of you watch Cruel Summer last summer on uh-uh. Hulu? I heard no. that. It's, um, I, I thought it was very good trash, mm. you know? And I've had the season two release date saved in my phone calendar for months because I was like, I need to know what happens. What's it about? Today, a new story comes out. They're making it a fucking anthology series. And the second season is going to have nothing to do with the first season. Wow. And I was like, okay, I was not in on the first season because of like the quality of the writing or the directing. Like it was the story itself. Anthologies are not. I don't like them. No. I love an anthology. I actually have never seen an anthology series, but I love the idea yeah. of an anthology series American where every episode is a different thing. American like Horror America. Stories is now a thing, too. Oh, I haven't oh. seen that. But American Horror Stories is an anthology, but you famously have never finished a season. Correct. And the furthest I got was Freak Show, weirdly oh. enough. 
<laughs> the worst season. The worst season. Did you ever watch American Hunter? I watched less than Glee, actually. Probably like Ryan two... Murphy. You hate Ryan Murphy. I do. Yeah. I do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you this did? Is, this is where I get canceled. You gotta watch... Um, which one did you watch? I think it was the first Murder season. House? How do you not finish Murder House? Uh, Murder House... Well, no, I think that I got like halfway through Murder House. You didn't get to the twist? No. I read about the twist online and I was like, I do not like this. Oh no, it's good. Murder House is, is, is peak. Peak Thaisa. Peak Thaisa. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. She's um, Peak Connie Britton. Peak Connie Britton. Yeah. What else was she in? Oh, she played um Faye Resnick. Yes. In mm-hmm. American Crime Story. Yes. Oh wait, didn't I watched Impeachment. I watched all of Impeachment. I haven't Which was seen no so. one liked except for me. <laughs> <laughs> well, Beanie Feldstein is flopping these days. Oh my god. Really? Flopping. Funny Girl yeah. is getting panned. Really? Like nothing else. Oh no. Yeah. Turns out that the she can't sing. Was because of and it's a Barbara musical. Streisand. It's a musical about a belter. <laughs> but she really can't sing? Well, she can't belt. What? She she's just mixing, like no. whenever she's supposed to belt. You yeah. can't mix. Mm-hmm. Don't oh, rain on my parade right. is, is is like quiet. Yeah. I'm Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. 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 And apparently Jane Lynch is like very miscast. When is she ever? And like not really doing much what? with her role. Well, the breakout star is this guy. I don't know his name, but the this like kind of unknown guy who plays uh, Beanie's boyfriend or something. I'm not familiar funny with Funny Girl. Funny yeah. Boy. The Funny Boy. <laughs> yeah. But he has a really good tap number, apparently. Remember when... Uh... Adina sang Funny Girl on Glee. Uh-huh. She goes, let me show you how it's done. This is theatricality. <laughs> and then she's Honey. like, she she goes, theatricality do- doesn't have to mean you're being big. It could be a quiet fire. And I'm like, actually, theatricality does mean being it's big. It's her looking into <laughs> Sorry. the mirror on a stage. It's her, her doing choir. the most subtle face acting. <laughs> facing Funny. away from the audience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's like, that's theatricality. It, it is demonstrably oh, not. It's so good. <laughs> Shelby Corcoran. Queen. Uh, <laughs> if top 10, top 10 Jandis, uh, no, top 10 women of the Tony Awards. Top contest. 10 times Jandis caused somebody to relapse. Oh. Mm. <laughs> top 10 tangents on the Tony Awards. <laughs> um, any, uh, anyone have anything else Top to say? Top 10 haircuts <laughs> on television. And number oh. one is when Jandis cuts Carlene's hair. Okay, oh, it looks yeah. really good. That it looks great. great. great no, cut. it made me want to get a haircut, honestly. <laughs> I was like, she's serving. Serving great yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, I have a topic that maybe is a little bit untoward. Let's do Ooh, it. yeah. Um, I don't recall a role in Juliette Lewis's career where she goes full frontal no i don't think so i can't believe she whipped it out for camping Uh, (laughs) (laughs) listen it's a legal property yeah i guess but i was like what what like she's slowly naked there was a landing she was like i will only do it for a female director didn't she say one time and jandis was like one time I shaved my bush mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was like, what? And then it was a hit. Yeah. <laughs> right? yeah, yeah, I like that one. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, so yeah. 
it wasn't just me then that was yeah, kind of shocked right. by that. That was, and also like, no offense, no offense. Why am I saying that? Why <laughs> I was always a little perturbed. Was the child on? Like, the child was in that shot. The child. Oh, actor. oh really? But was he there? You know, I'm always wondering about that. Oh yeah. Oh uh, yeah, I didn't even think of that. <gasps> okay. Well, I mean, it's not sexualized. True. It's swimming. Yeah. Um, it's like it's like when women are breastfeeding on TV. Yeah. I'm like, someone had their baby audition to suck on the to suck a titty. Of, yeah. Like Connie Britton or something. Uh-huh. I'm like, what? Yeah. There's um. <laughs> There's a moment, oh my god, yesterday I was getting into online arguments about the Johnny Depp Amber Heard trial, uh, and I broke out- If you out, weren't doing that, I don't know if I would know who you were. <laughs> I, I, I broke out my copy of Why Does He Do That by Lindy Bancroft, and was like searching in the index for, for like, you know, blame shifting okay. or whatever, Um, and I saw- Jim Carrey referenced and I turned to the page that he was referenced on and it's just a tangent that the author goes on about the movie me myself and Irene where Mm. it's like he just and he doesn't mention the movie by name he just goes there's a Jim Carrey movie where a woman is breastfeeding in a park and then Jim Carrey shows up and starts sucking on the woman's tit himself and it's presented as funny and I was like yeah I saw that when I was 12 and it fucked me up (laughs) What do you, what's your take on the John Depp? <laughs> oh, well, obviously she's crazy. No. I agree. Um, I, agree. I agree. I think that Johnny Depp's biggest mistake was in targeting a crazy bitch to abuse. Yes. Well, I think. Because she's not just going to take it. Like his other right. fucking wives. Who he also, also threw down flights of stairs. Did you know? Is that a fact? Yeah. Who told you? Um. <laughs> just kidding. I read it on the internet. I actually don't know anything about it. But all I know is that they basically abused each other and we're kind of reckoning with the fact that doesn't mean that either of them is right. Yeah, well, the mutual abuse is a myth. And Ooh. the the times that were cited where she hit him were times that he had hit her first. I thought, he cut, I thought she cut off his finger. He did that himself no and way. texted his doctor the night of <gasps> saying, Amber and I just got into a fight and I cut off my finger. And then there were audio recordings of a conversation he had with her where he references the night that I cut off my finger. Oh. Wow. All right, B. I still love part Listen, I still love Sweeney Todd. I still love the girls. I I, I still love Nightmare on Elm Street. And he's in that. he's a crop top on. Yeah, he has a crop top in that. I think it's okay if if it's something they did before the abuse. Yeah, that's why, (laughs) yeah. Or if enough time has passed since the abuse, which is why I feel comfortable watching Licorice Pizza after Paul Thomas Anderson pushed Fiona Apple out of her car. Listening to David Bowie. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was the 80s. Everybody was fucking 15-year-olds. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you didn't live longer than I don't stand by any of this. <laughs> Everyone was dying of AIDS. <laughs> That's also true. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm of the opinion that, you know, the people get canceled, but the art remains yeah you know, that's and that's you do my, what you want with it mm-hmm. yeah that's my philosophy the only person i fully canceled <laughs> is myself from what i'm about to say <laughs> no i'm kidding i i just i don't i do it and uh, i don't have anything to do with woody allen oh yeah and i don't listen to chris brown 
Mm. Everyone else kind of gets a pass. Yeah. <laughs> or Kelly gets a pass. I don't him. care about him. Okay. I mean, I obviously don't support what he did. But yeah. I never listened to him anyway. I think it, yeah, it depends on whether you, like, knew the person's art. Like, the first time I ever found out about Woody Allen was hearing about him molesting Same. his daughter. Yeah, so I was like, oh, and I also, don't, like, don't want to watch it, those most movies. Most of his movies are literally about pedophiles. Yeah. Too, so it's and like- the thing is, I feel like I would love Woody Allen's filmography. You would. Because he writes in that style of dialogue that I just love. Um, and I've had so many people recommend his movies to me. And still? I'm like, not recently, um, but... It's funny when people still, like, do that. Yeah. Some people still do it. I'm like, oh, dear, darling, have you not heard? There was this one time I was... I got into an argument with my driving teacher. Uh, while I, While I was driving down the streets of Long Island, and... You had time to talk about Woody Allen? Yeah, I mean, it was a... I'm, I'm great at driving. And... Uh, and he was like, you should watch Woody Allen movies. And I said, no, I don't want to because he molested his daughter. And he goes, no, but those movies aren't about molestation. Like, you should watch Manhattan. It's about Manhattan a man. is literally about he, that. He goes, it's about a man who gets into a relationship with a 17-year-old girl. And I said, yeah, I don't want to. I, I don't like that either. And he, and he was like, well, you should just watch it and see. <laughs> I did enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> Meryl Streep's in it. Oh, really? It's one of her first roles. She's like not even like. Wow. Build. Top build. That's crazy. Um, Julia Lewis did a Woody Allen movie. Oh, wait. Which one? I don't know. We didn't cover it? We didn't cover it. There were a couple. We didn't cover the Woody Allen one because it was Woody Allen. And then there's one where she plays a mentally disabled person. Music? No. The other sister? (laughs) Yes. (gasps) Um, And... I and Rhett Seaver, who mm-hmm. came on for the Clock Watchers episode, DM'd me and was like, Can I come on for the other sister? And I Ooh. was like, Well, we're not covering. <laughs> yeah, I mean, she was in Gilbert Grape. Oh, yeah, um, which is with also. Johnny Depp, right? mm-hmm. And Leo. Wow. Wow. She was great in that. And, Le- and, wow, and Leo so plays a severely autistic person. Yeah. Right. But it's okay because he was good at it. Every single actress that we cover has done one movie about autism that yeah. we have to like reckon with. What did Adina do? Frozen? Uh, Glee. <laughs> Glee. About... Rachel Berry is autistic coded. Oh, for sure. <laughs> did well, you, and Lee Michelle show Jonathan Graff her whole vagina. Oh my god. Queen. She sent me a comeback. Um, oh my god, Leah Michelle. Is like actual uh, Jennifer Garner's character. I mm. wrote in my notes: um, dream mother daughter duo, Jennifer yeah. Garner and Liam Michelle. Imagine if Rachel Berry and Hannah Horvath and Catherine McSorley Jodell were in a show together. Yeah, I'm showing it to you. Um, should we get into awards? It's seven ten. Yeah. Okay. Here on the Tony Awards, we give three awards to everything we watch. First of which is best prop. So, Keegan, what was your best prop? <laughs> you know, this was a tough one for me. Um, I had a couple options, but ultimately, I decided on George's tuxedo sleeping bag. I really loved it. It was mm-hmm. a surprise. It was. <laughs> it was like a moment of like, oh, that's kind of fun. 
I didn't notice it. A sea of like, what am I? What, what am I watching? But and you went out and bought one. I did. Yeah. It's should be arriving any day now. <laughs> Jake, what was yours? Um, mine was the later hosen in the antique shop that Jandis found and presented to Miguel saying, you would look like such a sexy baby in these sexy baby later hosen. Oh my God. <laughs> and then he ended up buying them because he wore them later. Wow. Um, my best prop was a book that Jennifer Garner is reading in episode one that's called Chrissy Teigen is here. <gasps> Shut up. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't really? that. Yeah. That's great. See, that's a good subtle joke. And then I Googled it because I was like, is this real? And I Googled in quotes and it was just a bunch of news articles about Chrissy Teigen being places. Yeah, I don't think she would write a book called yeah, it. It's no. impossible to Google. Yeah, that's true. Okay, well, maybe there were more subtle jokes oh, that I just I missed. forgot she, she was talking about her Instagram all following all the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that she mentioned that a lot at, up front and then it kind of like... went away. Yeah. yeah. Once she started letting loose and doing drugs. Yeah. Um, honorable mention for me, Carlene's crocheted slipper that, uh, was, that was found in the tree. That was that was darling. Mm. Love the <laughs> Carlene. I love Carlene. Yeah, me too. She deserves so much better. Um, she's the ivy of this mm, show. Yeah. If we can go into August Osage County territory. <laughs> yes. Um, the next award is best Juliet Lewis moment. So, Jake, so what was hard. yours? So so many to choose from. Yeah. But I'm going to go with Tell It to My Heart. The performance in uh, um, when she's, they're looking for Carlene and she puts on her, uh, what is she, is she like, let's do Fleetwood Mac and then Jennifer's yeah. like, I don't know that. I don't know rock. I don't know guitars. Oh, I don't guitar like guitar. Music. <laughs> And then she starts playing Tell It to My Heart and they like start scream dancing and singing. Together. What's your guys' karaoke song? Um, Elma D by Mika. I'm not familiar with that. It's French. I don't know guitars. What about you, Keegan? Um, I always pick something that I just have no business trying to sing. Uh, Total Eclipse of the Heart nice. is, is one. Which is like, it's long. And there there are like some power, like high notes. There are. So. Do you do well? No. I can't <laughs> What's sing. yours? Um, I'm terrified of singing, no. but last time I went to karaoke, me and Sam Selesno sang Suddenly Seymour oh. from Little Shop oh. of Horrors. Wow, classic. Roles reversed because we're queer. <laughs> <laughs> you, you and I suddenly do All Out of Love by Your Supply. Oh yeah, we do. Um, but also I sang the Seymour notes because he only, there's only like two notes in oh. that entire song that he sings. And Sam can actually sing, so he handled the Audrey stuff. Um, oh, what was your best? Oh, my best Juliet moment was in episode seven when uh, they're like doing drugs at the party, and then she just randomly does a full split and then goes, <laughs> Oh my god, I've never even done the splits before. <laughs> I thought that was iconic. What about you, that, Keegan? I agree, that was iconic. Um, mine was definitely the, the lie about Crossia. <laughs> Um, both like <laughs> yes. from from its inception and uh, continuation into like the ultimate admission that like I made up Crossia because at the time I felt like I had a sister. <laughs> she had one eye. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just a darling. So good. I love I loved Crossia. Yeah. 
Uh, the next award is a custom award, and it can go to anything. Uh, so, Keegan, what was yours? Okay, this this is a little shady, but I my custom award is for outstanding achievement in falling off, and it goes to Lena Dunn. <laughs> because, now hear me out, uh, I really... I really liked girls. I thought when girls came on the scene, it was like, it was like a breath of fresh air for like TV. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was the first time where I was like, oh man, not the first time, but I felt like, oh, I wish you I had like, yourself. I wish I had like come out with it, something like this or like, you yeah. know, because um, it, it just felt so new and different. Mm-hmm. And this show, there's like nothing new about it. it everything felt recycled. Yeah. And of Jandis notwithstanding, I, yeah. I really have to say I, I really liked Jandis. But I love that it's Jandis with a D, Jandis, not Janice. Well, right. Jandis isn't the name, so it yeah, has to be. right, exactly. It's like jaundice. You know, the... <laughs> Jandis. Ah, uh, I had right. jaundice as a baby. Is that oh, where you turned yellow? Mm-hmm. I turned yellow. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. <laughs> it's okay. I don't remember it. Yeah. <laughs> I was like eight months old. Oh, I'm yellow. <laughs> I'm better now. Um, do you have an award? Um, oh. I'm still thinking of one. Yeah. Because I had to Um, I'm going to go best guest star. Mm. Uh, and it goes to Renee Goubet as Braylon, who comes in on a motorcycle oh, and tries mm. to win Nina Joy back. He, uh, he was on the show Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Okay. He plays um, a priest named Father Bra, who is uh, friends with everyone on the show. Father and it's just like, Yeah. And he's just like inexplicably really cool. And he's also like an, like an old like UCB guy as well. Oh, really? I've, I've, I've never seen that man in my life before, but I, I kind of enjoyed him as Braylon. Yeah, yeah Braylon so. was fun. Um, my custom award will be outstanding achievement in middle-aged drug use. Mm. For letting me know that it's okay to make bad choices, Mm -hmm. even when I'm turning 45. Yeah. I can't wait to make bad choices when I'm 45. We're going to go camping. <gasps> we should go camping. Oh, my God. And we're going to destroy our friendship. Yes. Oh, my God. Who should we invite? <laughs> oh, my God. Um, all of our friends who don't like each other. <laughs> yes. 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 Feeling a little attacked right now because you guys know I'm 48. <laughs> you are closer to 45 than us. I, I mean, yeah. How old are you? You don't have to tell. I'm 48. Okay. He's 48, <laughs> Sam. Well, I mean, I, I guessed it when you walked in, but I didn't want to say he anything. He dyes his hair. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm 37. Okay, sick. You actually have good hair. Thank you. It's not, it's not going away. Are you actually 37? I actually he am, actually yeah. Oh, yeah. wow. How old did you think he was? Like 30. Oh. I'm like 30. No, you don't. You look... <laughs> no, I don't. You look your age. I said I'm like 30. Oh. <laughs> I thought you said I look 30. I look my age. Yeah. You look your age. I look minus seven. Mm. Um, and you look 12. Yes. <laughs> you look like Anne Frank. As your. <laughs> wait. What do you say in your stand up set? You look like um, Rachel if, Berry. Oh, if Timber indirected an episode of Glee. I'm, I just I just fully just said <laughs> you look like Anne Frank. <laughs> I thought that was your joke. Well, people used to tell me that in high school. 
in in college in yeah. early college she mm-hmm. had, a, had a, my hair was shorter very short bob mm-hmm. yeah yeah not that aunt okay. frank was known for her bobs but um mm-hmm. well, yeah love aunt frank love aunt frank um stance on this podcast is that the holocaust definitely happened definitely. was it six sure. million jews to be determined yeah. <laughs> probably <laughs> I would say most likely. Bush did 9-11. Like, fifth, definitely did 9-11. Um, I mean, was fake. FBI did every domestic terrorism act within the past 40 years, at least. Um, Avril Lavigne was murdered. Tupac still mm-hmm. alive. Top 10 conspiracy theories of the millennial yeah. generation. Yeah. All right. Uh, has everybody done a custom award? I think so. Great. So it looks like we're done. Except. Oh, fuck. Um, Jake, your favorite thing that we watched so far for the podcast has been Ma. Is camping better oh, than Ma? Such a hard question. Oh, no. I'm going to go with yes. What? Because Jandice is so much better than Ma. Jandice is the best character ever written for TV. All I'm right. I'm going on the record. I, you know what, I, sure, sure. All right, that's the end of the podcast. Hail Payment. Hail Payment, thanks for coming on, Keegan. Thank you for coming on, Keegan. Thank you so much for having me.